All right, guys, in true fashion, I have just eaten the biggest, giantest, like hottest bowl of chili I've ever made in my life. And I guzzled it down with a glass of red wine. So this is truly going to be a hot mess, Teacher Express, and you're on board. So let's get started. This episode is supported by our friends at Mimic Insurance Company. Mimic Insurance, affordable auto and home insurance for teachers and school staff, including higher education institutions in the great state of Michigan. Mimic understands what you do, so they offer educator exclusive insurance coverages and savings. Get a quote at mimic.com savings. Discounts and savings opportunities subject to eligibility requirements. Coverage is subject to all policy terms, conditions, exclusions, and limitations. Subject to underwriting eligibility requirements. Insurance underwritten by Mimic Insurance Company, 1685 North Optic Road, Auburn Hills, Michigan, 48326. Over the last few years, teachers on social media feel the pressure. I know that I felt it, and even before the pandemic, and even the first year of the pandemic, there was this pressure to keep up appearances that everything's amazing and I'm feeling so good about my life and my job. Enter this wonderful human in your feed. Mrs. Frazzled is a voice and face you probably recognize right away. With over 2 million followers on TikTok, she is the voice of reality and teaching, and she will make you feel seen and heard in your classroom. Between her daily lunch videos, pregnancy truth bombs, which I absolutely appreciate, teacher venting situations, or shotgunning lattes in her school parking lot, this woman has you covered. This kindergarten teacher is a wonderful, beautiful light of reality in your social media feed that I know that I need. She stands up for what she believes in and has no problem taking on and fighting the negative. So today I am here to talk to her about the pressure of being the teacher that fits in and where we can all find our voices and be grounded in the reality of our jobs and lives. So please welcome to the Hot Mess Teacher Express, dare I say she has been on this train for a bit, Mrs. Frazzled. Yay! Welcome! Thank you! (laughs) Oh, that was so nice. I meant every single word. You're... I I watched your stuff be- long before. I think I was a student teacher when I watched your stuff, and I was very obsessed with you. So that's really nice to oh hear it gosh. from you. I'm obsessed with you. I that that kind of makes me feel uh, old, but <laughs> that's fine. No. Oh, I remember it's... your dating a teacher videos, and I was like sending it to my boyfriend. I was like, oh, look, yeah. me. <laughs> I knew we were soulmates before we even met. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, first things first. How's your year going? How are how are you doing? You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you know, I'm trying to decide what level of an answer I give mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's you know? fine. Everything's everything's on, on fire. fire. Everything's fine. 
Uh, my year's fine. I it's it's hard, but it's also halfway over. So we're good. Uh, it, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's like a, a million different directions. Yeah, yeah. Do you, so you feel like you haven't gotten really like grounded yet in what what this no. whole teaching <laughs> teaching life is right now? Yeah, which is so weird because definitely by this point in the year, I mean, when usually when I come back from winter break, I'm like, okay, the kids have got it. I have got it. We are we are in a great sweet spot and it's all downhill from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here to say it is still hard, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to complain. <laughs> you Listen, know, it's fine. No, I know. <laughs> I no, I get yeah. it. I get it. I know. I, I think there is this like fine line of, complaining and being honest with like where Mm. you're at and so like I totally feel that line for sure and I think I think the perfect way to say that is that you feel like you're normally in a groove of things by now yeah oh I feel like there's no groove to be had it's just all mush (laughs) no and it's been all mush since 2020 like since the spring Yeah. yeah you know it's because you think you get the hang of something and then it changes year to year, week to week, day to day, yeah. depending on right. what it is, you know? Yeah. and Well, and you're teaching the babies, crazy. right? You're teaching those little kinder babies, right? I got moved. I got moved <gasps> to third grade this year. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I did not know that. Okay. It is a trip. Well, I didn't talk <laughs> about it a lot. <laughs> are you still in denial or (laughs) I didn't know what to say for a minute because I I switched schools and when I interviewed I really had a connection with the principal and she said where would you like to go and I was like my sweet spot is kinder I that's where I feel like I belong but where do you need me like what do you need me to do Mm -hmm. and uh, because of my background in like behavior management and trauma informed teaching and different hmm. things like that, she was like, I, I have it. You are going to third grade in this particular classroom. And I was like, okay, this will be great. Uh, uh, it is, it's, it's a lot different than I'm used to. It's like, I, I love my kids, but I'm also like, Man, I miss being in my wheelhouse, you know? Yeah. Well, that that doesn't make pandemic teaching any easier either. Switching grades. Are you kidding me? And schools. And schools. <laughs> you. I know. You're a thrill seeker, aren't you? I think so. I think <laughs> I, I feel alive, Jess. <laughs> I, just, I I don't know. And they're like, oh, well, you know, your kids haven't been in school since first grade. So this is perfect for you because basically they're, they're first graders. They're like kindergarten. They're like right there. They, you know, you teach them just like you did with the other kids. And I'm like, they're eight and nine. Like, you know, what? No. No. And then on top of it, they're like, and get them to write a five paragraph essay, please. And I'm like, hmm. 
easy. You're going to be surprised God. when you see the end of the year. <laughs> Watch them whip out a five paragraph essay. I swear. I we are working on it. We can write <laughs> yeah, one right now. And I went to every staff member and I was like, my kids wrote a paragraph today. All of them wrote a paragraph. And everybody looked at me and I was like, okay, well, I was excited about that. <laughs> I thought that was very good. All of them? That is that is quite an accomplishment. I hope you felt Thank you. accomplished. I'm here to toot, toot your horn. So toot, toot. Way to go. I didn't let them dampen my excitement. Don't you worry. Nope. I was okay, like, good. well, just good. say you're boring and move on. I'm, <laughs> I'm stoked. <laughs> I feel like, so I I moved to third grade from fifth and sixth grade because oh. of that same reason. They were like, this class is a really, really tough one. And I think they need you. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> And I it was love actually, I know, right? I was like, I'll, I took it as a compliment because that's the way they, they worded it to me, right? Yeah. To make it feel like yeah. my ego is being stroked. And I bought it hook, line, sinker. And it Same. it was it was a tough year. <laughs> that was actually, Man, yeah, that was, that was a toughie. But one of my favorite classes. Funny how that works. Oh, yeah. It's always like that. And it's like, usually it's, you know, one or two students every year who really make you work. And then by the end of the year, you're like, this is my baby. I love them so much. And now it's like a lot of my kids because they just need so many things. And and we're you know it. all of those things that they need, and then you have to like push them on to the next teacher, and they who like doesn't know them at all, and you're like, oh no. I don't know about you, but I get really weird doing class lists. I'm very territorial. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, they can't go to that teacher. They have to go over, yes. there. and then admin admin switches the lists on you in like July, and I'm like, that was not where I put them. Yeah, I had a vision. Yeah. No, I used to have like teachers, the next year teachers like switch over names. No, no, that that was a master list. Don't touch That's my master right. list. <laughs> That's how I got my kids, by the way. <clears throat> they in like the summer, people moved the lists and put my babies in my room. And I was like, interesting 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 for Mm -hmm. sure see how Mm -hmm. that works Mm -hmm. yeah right Mm -hmm. all right so you weren't always mrs frazzled how did you how did you get started on becoming a teacher did you always want to be a teacher tell me your life story oh well i always wanted to be a teacher i was in preschool wanting to teach the big kids, which were kindergartners oh. at the time. No. And <laughs> I would get the Lakeshore. I would get like the school supply catalog and circle all the things that I wanted in my room and like cut them out and make collages. I was very hyper fixated on you. Teaching. You vision board. You did a vision yeah. board as a preschool. <laughs> I wish... Oh, this continued for a while. 
I wish I had these recordings I made in like second grade of like the morning announcements. I had a tape recorder and I would record the morning announcements on it. I was I was re- big into the realism. So I always wanted to be a teacher and then I um didn't go to be a teacher. I went to be an actor to, in college and after college and same same thing sometimes. Honestly, the skill set overlaps more than you think. That's a Venn so diagram I, for sure. Egg, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I quit because it didn't really, mm, didn't really do it for me. Teaching theater and dance didn't really fulfill my need for teaching. And I had there was a big life event and I was like, I'm quitting my job and becoming a teacher. And I like slammed my door and I did. (laughs) Went into a musical number. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was amazing. (laughs) There was choreography, (laughs) you know? Uh, So it was great. And then I did. And then I'm here. I got hired in kindergarten my first year and the rest is history. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So how long have you been teaching? This is my fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. So Mm -hmm. most of it has been in this dumpster fire. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Wow. Okay. So then you kind of, when did you branch out into social media? Like, I would say that I dabbled in social media on Instagram my first year teaching and I just never really felt connected to it really um Mm. I didn't find a community in it right away either which I think part of it I think it would have been better if I had but really during the pandemic like literally March 2020 was when I started my TikTok and I was I I made my TikTok to like see what all the hubbub was about. I was like, what's this? I'm so sick of just watching the little clips on Facebook or whatever. So when I did, I I saw teachers right away. And I was like, there's teachers on TikTok? I thought this was just going to be the the savage dance. I know. (laughs) So I was like, this is cool. And then uh, I got in with a group of teachers who were like really into collaborating and chatting about the madness that surrounded us in the world at the time. And yeah, that was it. Wow. And you just like got started on on this crazy journey. Yeah. I call it an accident. Like I, I always am like, this. I didn't mean to do this. And people are like, how do you grow your following? And I'm like, well, I do not know. <laughs> it is a science. Like some people talk about it so passionately mm-hmm. on how to grow your social media. And I think there's there's something to be said about authentic, accidental growth. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so much easier to do on TikTok because mm. I, it's so much harder to get started, at least in my mind, on Instagram if you don't have a following from somewhere else. 
Yeah. Whereas like TikTok, the algorithm helps you find your people that follow you. Instagram, I don't know if it works <laughs> for you or against you sometimes. <laughs> I've been, I've received some crazy types of attention on Instagram. Have you? Oh yeah, they don't like me on Instagram. They don't like you on Instagram? TikTok though, you're yeah. like. <laughs> TikTok is my place and my people. Instagram, I don't think understands me. I think, I think I make jokes on the TikTok that do not, do not translate to Instagram. They're like, are you okay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So when you started your teacher Instagram and like didn't find your, your niche or your, your community, did you feel like a certain pressure to fit in in the way that your feed was, your teacher Instagram feed was coming across? And Oh, yeah, <clears throat> totally. And not, not just the way that my feed came across. I was also very concerned about my real life aesthetic mm. and persona as a teacher going into work every day as a first year teacher, thinking about what I would see teachers doing on Instagram, whether it was lessons or curriculum or room transformations, whatever it was, I was like, okay, that is what a good teacher does. And I would not know how to implement it or I wouldn't have the right kind of stuff. I hadn't, I didn't have the money to buy certain things. And I was just like, okay, so I am not experiencing the level of flashy cuteness that I thought I would my first year. Mm-hmm. And it was, I felt like that was something wrong with me, that mm-hmm. I was doing something wrong or missing a puzzle piece in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And did you feel that way in in real life school as well? Or yeah. was it just in the Instagram yeah. world? Okay. Very, yeah, very much like in the real world because I I think I was I would have been okay at like curating a feed. Like I mm-hmm. think I could have kind of like made a cute feed, but I where I felt really defeated was in real life because I was looking for some type of perfection in my day-to-day as a first-year mm-hmm. teacher and of course now looking back and I would never tell a first-year teacher to expect any love or any teacher no teacher should expect no any teacher, level yeah. of perfection yeah so I just it kind of smacked me in the face that like okay I had the Pinterest boards ready and this is not this isn't real. Yeah. Really the Lakeshore the Lakeshore vision board is not coming true. <laughs> the catalog is <laughs> circling and I've it's a lie. <laughs> what do you mean school lunch today is broccoli salad? No. <laughs> no. It doesn't fit with my aesthetic. <laughs> so okay so like what what was the change for you like when did you feel like safe enough to kind of come out of this need for perfection 
Well, I deleted my Instagram and that helped. And <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I really took a major step back from social mm-hmm. media. Um, per- in particular, teacher social media. I, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore because it didn't make me feel good. And I remember thinking if I'm ever going to be an influencer of any kind, which that word still makes me feel weird, but Mm -hmm. if I'm ever going to be an influencer, I want to be honest and real and not show anything that isn't true in any way. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to do that on Instagram at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause it's not, I feel like at least I go on Instagram for inspiration the same way I go on Pinterest. Yes. You know, so it didn't, it didn't translate. It didn't read. And I was like, well, okay, forget this. So I honestly completely wasn't even thinking about teacher social media until fast forward to March 2020 when I was scrolling TikTok and I was like, "There, are, why are there teachers? What is happening? I'm a savage as you were practicing your savage dance. I have somewhere the <gasps> most eerie recording of me doing the savage dance with like, a, like my face doesn't move and I'm like doing the savage. It is horrible, horrible. <laughs> that was like, the, I think the first TikTok I ever filmed. And I posted it on my personal Instagram story. Like, yeah, look, I'm doing did. a dance. <laughs> and I was like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> those early, those early shutdown vibes are real. I don't recognize myself when I look at stuff that I posted or just took, like, thought were special. No. No. It was a different... It was so pure. It was so pure. Tiger King. Pure Tiger King. (laughs) I loved the feeling of the initial lockdown. All the things. Are you a homebody? All the TikTok sounds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going anywhere before the pandemic, but <laughs> once <laughs> once everyone was home, it was real cozy vibes. There was no pressure to mm-hmm. to get out there. Yeah. No, no, no. I loved it too. I loved it yeah. too. It was oh, good times. Simple times. Simple Memories. times. Memories. <laughs> um so you you talked a little bit about stepping away from Instagram because of how it made you feel. Um, how, did you notice anything about your mental health and kind of your journey to become <laughs> Mrs. Frazzled? I, I, I don't know. I think my mental health has always been... <laughs> always been a journey that I've been on with me Mm -hmm. but I would say that just kind of my I don't know it's like I don't know that I paid it much much mind 
after I was like, well, that didn't work. I was like, okay, well, I won't post. And then I also wasn't obsessed with it anymore because I was mm-hmm. like, well, it's not real. It's 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 like watching a TV show or watching, you know, scrolling Pinterest. It's like that's not me. And you were you like removed yourself almost from the whole yeah yeah and I was able to put up this wall of like okay I'm a spectator but I'm not aspiring to be this but it did take kind of shattering that illusion for me to get there to like stop comparing to to stop comparing myself to it I had to realize that it's a little bit of a facade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, like, that says a lot about who you are as a person to have enough fortitude and enough wherewithal to say, I'm going to step back from this, even though it probably wasn't, you know, it wasn't the easiest decision, because it can be addicting. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, and like, I'm, I'm proud of you. That's, that's big. That's thank you. I'm very addicted to social media now, so. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, uh uh-huh. I, my husband asked me, like, hey, would you want to, like, let me change your password to Instagram? Like, see how long you can do it. I was like, uh no. 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 Yeah. I don't know why. Absolutely not. It's horrible. <laughs> well, now we now we can be like, um, this is my job. This is my so- job now. Honey, I'm not sure if you're aware, but no. Not just mindlessly scrolling. This is <laughs> research. My, my followers need to hear how I yeah. ate a whole cauliflower pizza. They need to. <laughs> okay, but that's literally my whole shtick. So, yeah. I mean... And I am here for it. I feel like you have freed me from this because I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely honest and say that I really tried to fit in to the teacher influencer vibe. Totally. Like with, with, with spurts of, you know, realness. Yeah. But it's, it's exhausting and not yeah. and not who I am at all. And that's why I think I I adore you so much is because you have the confidence to say this is who I am like take it or leave it. Don't really care either way. Love ya. Thank you. You do you boo. And yeah. I yeah, that's it's absolutely amazing. So where where did that confidence come from? This is such a good question. I've actually been thinking about that because I historically have been an extremely, extremely insecure person. Mm. And that's manifested in many different ways as I've grown. Um, And then, honestly, through this past few years, I've gained a lot of confidence in myself. You know, a lot of it's therapy, but a lot of it too. Sponsored by therapy. My whole Uh life. So, Uh like, there's there's that. Because I think, like, at a certain point, I kind of got sick of living in my brain. And I remember going to my therapist Mm. and being like, I'm actually exhausted 
living in my mind. And she was like, okay, well, let's, let's do something about that. And that kind of started the process. But also, mm. like, I think I've always been insecure about things that make me strange. And being on TikTok and just really, when I'm on TikTok, I'm just in my room by myself talking. And through doing that and realizing like, oh, other people are also strange. Like TikTok makes you feel like you've never had an original thought or experience in your life. And it all of a sudden made me be like, oh, it's okay. Actually, this is fine. And I'm free to kind of be myself. And it, it's kind of been really, really nice to find that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so crazy. Like the different platforms. Um, TikTok absolutely is my place where I'm like, wow, there are a lot of people that think like me. And I thought I was so weird for the way that I think stuff. It's, it is truly, it's truly a happy place. It's Disneyland over there. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. No, I was just going to say that everybody's always think. Everybody always talks about TikTok being for teenagers or, you know, they talk about a whole slew of things that they read on the news about TikTok. But I got to say, being on TikTok is the most authentic. It's, it is the most authentic social media to me. And I just really appreciate that about it. Yes. Yeah. I would a thousand percent agree with you. And with making the content that you are and kind of putting your life out there for people, and this kind of, I think you've already kind of answered this question, but do you ever feel misunderstood or like what's something that people maybe seem to misunderstand about you? It goes through waves. Like there's every once in a while, uh, there's, there's like a big, a parasocial element to Mm. TikTok, especially for me. And people assume a lot of things about me. Uh, That's been kind of challenging. Um, Because I I don't know that I feel misunderstood, but I wonder, am I representing myself authentically? Because a lot of people will be like, wow, you're so sweet and innocent and quiet and happy and charming. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, I guess I am. Those are qualities for Those sure. Are qualities that I display, I suppose. But then I'm also like, I'm also more nuanced than that. I think, <laughs> I think yeah. you know, if you watch my video, even going, if, you know, there are people who go back to my videos from, two years ago and I I'm like I was still talking about what I'm talking about you know I Mm -hmm. I don't know so I I think too when you're a kindergarten teacher and that's my identity whether I'm teaching third grade or or not right now 
Yeah. Everybody knows me as the TikTok kindergarten teacher. Yeah. And that comes with an image too, because people think you're naive and sweet. You think you're Zoe de Chanel, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that that can lead to misunderstandings sometimes when I do talk about things that are very real and very mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. That juxtaposition sometimes throws people off and they're like, wait, are you supposed to be teaching the ABCs or are you teaching whatever it is that week, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it just like, I don't know, people think that they know what I'm going to say and that's kind of interesting sometimes. Yeah. Well, and that kind of brings up an interesting point, like teachers are not a box anymore. And I feel like social media has kind of pushed that out. Specifically, I think TikTok has pushed that out in the sense that, oh, teachers have thoughts that might be different than mine. Or I, it's, it's very interesting. So how do you, have you dealt with that yet with either like parents or other people in school or a little bit. I mean, my students this year know that they are not to mention it to me. They know, they know that I know that they know that I have a TikTok. <laughs> but they literally will say things to me and I'm like, go sit down. Go sit down. We don't do that. You know, um, but parents. No, I have some parents that follow me, former students' parents. I have former Mm -hmm. students that follow me, colleagues. I mean, I personally have not run into any troubles. However, I know tons of teachers who have. And, like, I expect that at some point my actions will have consequences in the real world where, you know, I'm. it's like – So what is this thing that you're doing on the computer? Um, But right now I haven't. And I'm very thankful for that because like you said, just showing teachers, showing that teachers are entirely human Mm -hmm. and have many different facets to them is something that's very important to me and something Mm -hmm. that I really set out to display. So in a way, I, I also try to keep my teaching life separate. I make teaching content, but I'm very sensitive to like FERPA laws. And I don't I don't want to show any of my kids because I don't want to create that problem for myself. I want to be mm-hmm. able to stay focused on teachers are people without it getting <clears throat> muddy. Um, but even so, I mean, it, it is in a way controversial somehow to show that teachers are not just like you said, one thing. Yeah. 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 And I, it's such, it is such a line. Yeah. Especially when, I mean, we're teaching these kids and I, I'd like to think that teachers are professional enough to, you know, teach curriculum and teach Mm -hmm. children and students to be kind humans that are respectful Mm -hmm. of other people and Mm -hmm. I think we have 
I honestly think that we have a job to show kids that it's okay to have opinions and it's okay to share those opinions. And also there's a respectful way to talk about those opinions. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that that, that is coming soon. Mm-hmm. And I think, I honestly think that social media is helping that effort that teachers yeah. aren't in the one room schoolhouse anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Sleeping there. No. no. And our kids are so nuanced and have, I mean, the population where I teach Mm -hmm. is so diverse Mm -hmm. and my kids' needs are so diverse. And, you know, there's so much to our class community Mm -hmm. that it's so crucial for me to every single time we have a discussion, remind us, like, how do we disagree? How do we agree? How do we ask? clarifying questions. Wow. That, that was a That's very a aggressive. <laughs> there is no reason they should be going that fast in the parking lot, but okay. Um, hope that was fun. Um, <laughs> but you know, we were, I'm, I'm really trying <clears throat> to help them have these discussions and it has to take place in a class community where they feel safe to voice their opinions mm-hmm. and safe to disagree because those I think are the biggest risk of speak risk is the biggest risks of speaking your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those things happening. But um, it's a lot of, it's a lot. It's, it's the work on that never stops. Even as no. adults. No, <laughs> it, it does not. I think the adults need the most work, unfortunately. Yeah, we do get set in our ways. We do. People Mm -hmm. are so awesome. So great. So great. Okay, so let's talk about some of the good things that have come. Like, what's the best thing that has happened to you from this whole crazy ride of March 2020 accident? Wow, that's a really good question. I really love the friends that I've made in this community. It's you know, social media is great. And I've gotten so many amazing opportunities from my TikTok and from being on the internet. But I love that I've met teachers across the whole country and sometimes in other countries that are like-minded and trying to make a difference in their community. And, you know, we talk all the time about the differences of me being in Southern California and a lot of them being in like the Midwest and what it looks like at their school and what it looks like to voice certain opinions at their school versus me in Southern California who feel, I feel very safe most of the time speaking Mm -hmm. my mind. Um, And it's just, it's been really, really comforting and I think that was really what I was setting out to find in 2020 Mm. when when our world was turned upside down and we were very isolated and confused about the future especially the future of our jobs as teachers Mm -hmm. yeah and it was a real relief to find them and now like I've I have like real life friends from the internet even though my mother said don't meet people on the internet (laughs) 12 of them were at my wedding so I 
So, jokes on you, Ma. (laughs) I hope you sat her right next to those internet friends. Well, I met my husband on Bumble, so she... (gasps) Same! Really? Yeah! Bumble's the best. I... Love. I had such a great experience on Bumble. And now I for really an did. ad from Bumble. I know. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors, Bumble. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I highly recommend. 10 out of 10. I, they, some people, like, say these dating apps now. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Have you tried Bumble? Right. Well, they opened. Fun. A friend of mine opened Bumble recently, and I was like, I don't recognize that. <gasps> they oh, have. No. It's all decked out now. It's very different. Oh, no. Back See, in our day, it was different. Simpler. You just put up a couple simpler times. Simpler, simpler times. times. You just put up, you know, a picture, a little bio. Yeah. Some of these p- things have like voice. These dating apps have voice things, which I would have loved for a couple of the dates that I did go on before meeting my husband. I but, think if my husband had it, I wouldn't have. Really? You know, he's charming, but I, he's got a very interesting sense of humor, and I can only imagine what he would have put <laughs> on his profile. I don't know what he would have oh. said. His bio was, I heard you like bad boys. I'm bad at everything. And he had, like, <laughs> and he had, like, pictures of just his tattooed arm. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Sure. <laughs> but don't give that man a voice memo. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, so what was your first line? Because girls on Bumble have to make the first move. What was your first line? He insists that he would only have responded if I said something very quippy. I said, hey. <laughs> With a smiley emoticon. Not an emoji, <sighs> Colon parentheses smiley. Hey. Simpler times. Simpler times. (laughs) And I wanted to say something funny, but I was like, I don't know if this guy is going to be into funny. I don't know. He's really handsome and he. You didn't get the vibe from the the bad boy? (laughs) Bad and everything. I didn't. I was like, well, I was going, okay, Jess, I don't like games that I can't win. And I thought that his pictures were very, very handsome. And I was like, this is, I don't think he's going to be into this. But then he was, he was very into it. But I definitely just, hey, (laughs) hey, colon parentheses. (laughs) Hey, I locked it down. No kidding. You did it. Did you have a fun opening line? Not really. Uh, In, well... It turned out, first of all, my husband is a total dad joke nerd. Like, he put in his profile that he liked tacos. So I did a food pun that said, can we talk about how cute you are? Yeah. (laughs) And we had tacos at our wedding. (laughs) That's that stupid line. Yeah. I love that. That's like, you know, I would write that in a book. We're just living a Nicholas Sparks album or album. He's coming out with an album. Did you know? <laughs> I, I, I just dropped the news. Yeah. Voice. 
Hi, Michael no. Bublé. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks is on the mic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, wow, that was that was dating corner, teacher dating corner. <laughs> and a sharp if left you, turn. <laughs> if you are a single teacher, I highly recommend dating apps. <laughs> Me too. A thousand percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that was my piece of advice. What is okay. your piece of advice for first year teachers? My. See, okay, the thing I always say is just survive, baby, survive. <laughs> but that's not <laughs> that's not good advice. So I'm trying to think of something better. Because that's what I always say on live when people ask me that. Um, listen, when you're a first-year teacher, everything is harder than you thought it would be. But everything is really, really exciting, too, because it's the first time that you do everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, us teachers, we go through school and we get real excited about all this stuff and we daydream a lot. And then you're in your first day of school and the principal closes the door and you're like, okay, where's my mentor teacher? (laughs) And it's you, you are alone with the children. And that's a really cool feeling. And I just think giving yourself a lot of patience and rolling with the punches and knowing that it's not going to be perfect and it's not possible for it to be perfect. I think setting yourself up with that sort of mindset is the best thing you can do that Mm. just go with the flow and it's, you know, we've all gone through it. We've all, we've all been first years crying in the copy room <laughs> unless that's just me but no no i think i cried in every room oh god i remember the first time i got caught crying by a teacher <gasps> and she was like oh i remember this oh. <laughs> and i was like <laughs> okay judy get in here we got a crier absolutely oh my gosh they think it's very cute so i i I love love a first year teacher even though i'm only on year four i'm like god i love you (laughs) there's something about after that first year you're like i'm a veteran now you because you were baptized by fire your first (laughs) year agreed (laughs) my first year I think I was very calm my first year because I didn't know what I didn't know until about March. Mm. I Mm. cried for the first time in March, which sounds so late. But before then, I was just like, la-da-da-da-da, this is okay. (laughs) And then in March, I was like, oh, I was supposed to teach them that? (laughs) What? Yes, yes. A thousand percent, yes, because I I remember feeling the same way. Like, I'm a professional. I'm not going to ask any questions because I don't want to look stupid. And then someone was just like, well, I was I was talking about a kid and how I was kind of concerned about his lack of progress. And they're like, Mm -hmm. well, why don't you call a cases meeting? And I was like, Mm -hmm. I, I can do that. Oh, yeah. Like what? They were like, yeah. And then budget stuff came around and they were like, oh, just put that in your budget. And I was like, I can ask for stuff. <laughs> Dude, 
yeah, I know. No they idea. They don't tell you anything. Anything. No, every that first day, year, that know. first year budget that I put in was just like nothing. I'm happy. Do you want me to pay you money? <laughs> Wait, that's so weird. Nothing. I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to be here. Now I'm like, do you need twenty dollars so I can wear jeans? Because I'll do they, it. Did they make you My... pay for jeans? Oh yeah. No. Yes. Oh, every school I've been at has really tried to enforce the jeans on Friday only rule, <laughs> and it has not worked. The entire like staff is like, well, I can't fire all of us. Yeah, and that's the thing. You have to have a staff that like unionizes together in this in the jeans. Like, <laughs> but if they made us pay for it, that would scan. That would be like feel. I would feel very scandalous if I rolled in with jeans and didn't pay. Yeah. Well, that's when, like, black jeans came in handy. <laughs> Still in these stretchy jeggings. Oh, my black. gosh. Black <laughs> jeans were my savior. Yes. Now that I'm pregnant, I can't fit in anything. So we're in Are you leggings. living in the leggings? Yeah. And I found some long, long sweaters. And yep. we mm. wear our Crocs in our classroom and just do the things. I mean. I, there is no shit. How far along are you? 20 i'm um, 23 weeks i'll be 24 on friday <gasps> congratulations thank Yay. you i just so saw excited. her today in an ultrasound <gasps> oh was it the best yeah she's big now oh, i know when they get so big i know and you could like see her little mouth open and close and she was just staring at us and, you know babies when they look at you on the ultrasound yeah. look like little skeletors <laughs> yeah. so i was like my baby's so cute. And she's like. <laughs> she may but, eat me from the inside out, but it's fine. Darn it if she ain't cute. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, I already have that mother thing going. Oh. It's like, it's a goblin, but you're so beautiful. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. Thank so wait, you. your your maternity leave is. After spring break. April. That's the way I did it too. It was amazing. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I know. Do you have any anxiety about leaving? Like plans? Do you have to leave plans and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, <laughs> listen, I don't mean to toot my horn, but mm-hmm. uh, my kids eat substitute teachers alive. Oh. They, they I, I am like my class whisperer. Mm-hmm. We have a very yes. good rapport, uh. and they do the things for me. However, when they go elsewhere, I've heard many a story about yes. things going sideways. So I'm just like, we have to be nice to the guests in the classroom. Um, so I'm not anxious about it, but I think there are many people in the school who are a little nervous mm-hmm. that I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had substitutes. I was laying in bed sick one time and this substitute calls me on my phone. No. And I hear them in the background and I'm like, put me on speaker. Put me on speaker. It's fine. And I'm like, be nice. I'm sick in bed. I can't come over there. <laughs> my babies. But I love them. I know. That's the thing. There's like this pride in the sense that you're the only one that can tame them. I have basically taken 
my energy with my ex-boyfriends of I can fix them <laughs> and I, he needs me to <laughs> and applied it to my classroom <laughs> Oh my gosh, my life like, makes so much more sense. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love being the only one that can do. I love coming into my room and being like, I'm here. I'm here. I'll mm-hmm. fix it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so all this to say, I'm still in therapy. We uh-huh. still go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't guess that by what I just said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. I just have, well, can we run through, like, a couple favorites? Yeah. Really I'm quick. Ready. And then... And then we'll, I'll let you get on with your life because okay. that's important. Well, All right. Go to bed. Yeah. Same. same. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite TV show? Handmaid's Tale, but I know that's really dark. <gasps> wow. It yeah. is. Yeah. I haven't started that one. It's on my list to start. Okay. I have to watch some of the episodes in increments. Like I, it's like my Super Bowl. I like stand up and pace and like pause <laughs> it and start it because I can't deal with it. But it makes me feel something, and I like that. I, and that's all you ask from for from a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your favorite snack? This is going to be a spicy one because you're pregnant. <laughs> right now, I'm very into apples. That's not normal. I like chips. That's my vibe. Any specific kind of chip? Talking about like a wavy lay or... Lord, I'll eat any chip you put in front of me. (laughs) I have always been very chip focused. Chip. (laughs) I've never met a chip that I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay. Favorite part of your job? Is it cliche to say my students? Because the answer is just my students. No. It's not cliche. I like no. hanging out with them. I do too. They're they're amazing people. They really are. They are. They are. All right. Last one. Your favorite coffee order. When I have stars <laughs> and I'm not pregnant. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I love to get a venti soy chai iced with two shots of blonde espresso added and pumpkin cold foam. <gasps> I'm gonna write that down. It is dope. Oh. It is delicious. First of all, I'm ha- I'm in mourning because they don't have the pumpkin cream cold foam anymore. I know. So sad. During the pandemic, I was making it. And people on TikTok were like, that is like a lot of sugar. I was putting scoops of ice cream in my coffee in the morning. And I was like, yeah, it's a lot of sugar. But <laughs> When I started making my own pumpkin cream cold foam, I was like, wow, this is problematic. It's what so I just good, like was though. consuming without knowing <laughs> what was actually in it. I know, but God, isn't it heavenly? It's so good. It's so good. It's Girl. the best part of the fall. It really <laughs> is. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Where can the people, these hot messes, find you? 
I am Mrs. Frazzled on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have not fallen in love with Mrs. Frazzled over this conversation, then I need you to go check yourself and then come back and listen again. <laughs> Because you, my dear, are just amazing. I've had so much fun talking with you. Thank you so, so much. I wish we could just schedule phone calls all the time. We can. We can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, all you hot messes, thank you so, so much for being a part of this very special episode. Uh, If you would like to follow along on social media, with the pod, we are at Hot Mess Teacher Express Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. And I will see you there. All right. Until next time, survive. Right? Is that what we say? Sur- survive, baby, survive. <laughs> survive, baby, survive. <laughs> <laughs>